Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this Monday doing morning? Well, doing All well. Right. All right. Lots of things going on. Uh, you know, we had choices. Uh, some, some are very exciting and some are just same old stuff, but more news on it. We want to start with something that uh, is not brand news to a lot of people because uh, we're, we're not surprised that Fauci was uh, caught in lying. Yeah. Can you imagine such a thing? Shocking. <laughs> but this came from Zero Hedge and the, t- and the title is Fauci Prompted Oh, that's terrible. Prompted <laughs> scientists to, to fabricate. That's cheating. Proximal origin, that's in code. Proximal origin paper ruling out lab leaks. House GOP. And, uh, you know, everybody knew there were some shenanigans going on there. But this is the one where they're caught cold-handed. They, they knew what was on. This is a time when there was... Even though Fauci knew from the beginning, he's the one that sent the money over there and set up the the investigation and the research. So uh, th- this this became known. They knew they knew it. So um, they needed to get together, and a group of them got together and they had a call. Important call. This is important, important. Although with that phone call, it wasn't unanimous that they had to come clean and tell the story and 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 t- give them their position. And Fauci put the pressure on them, and I'm sure the corporations put some pressure on them too, to come back. And they covered themselves and say, "Oh, oh no, uh, it was really oh, it just came from the lab. Uh, there was uh, no shenanigans going on at all." And uh, they tried to excuse themselves that it was all nature. See, they they didn't want anybody to believe in a natural immunity, but they wanted to believe this virus just came normally out of nature, and they were on top of it, and they were going to stop. It. So it, it's uh, just more lying. And I guess people, at least the people that we uh, visit with, they're not surprised when they hear another lie, but it's still important to report it, you know. Uh, hopefully uh, more and more people will change their mind. But there's a lot of people. I think I read today that people in, um, it, it, it's either Cincinnati, or no, San Francisco, everybody, a person could go to jail if they don't have their mask on. <laughs> still, <laughs> you know, they never quit. Yeah, it's incredible. And this may be actually the first benefits we're seeing from a GOP takeover of the House because um, there was a, um, a hearing of the Senate Select or the uh, House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. And they released a memo just yesterday. And we're just sort of pouring through it. Thankfully, our friends at Zero Hedge have looked at it uh, and have gone through it. But essentially what we're, what we're talking about here, and we can put on that first clip when we get a chance, uh, and I should have clipped the memo, but I, I don't have it. But essentially what happened is that uh, Fauci had a phone call, a group phone call. Let's put the next one up now. He had a phone call with at least 11 other scientists on February 1st, 2020, very early on in the so-called COVID crisis. Many of these scientists said they believe that the virus may have leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm which was funded by Fauci, um, was offshored by Fauci when President Obama correctly said gain-of-function research is too risky, shut it down, we don't want it. Fauci said, okay, I'm going to send it overseas. So the scientists said, we think that it may have resulted from this leak in Wuhan, China. And they do the next one and we'll see what Fauci did. Uh, 
two authors of this proximal origin, which says there was no lab leak, absolutely, absolutely. They initially expressed their concerns of, over the lab leak, and then they changed their tune, and as the Washington Examiner reports, they received millions in NIH grants under Fauci. So they initially thought this could have, this sounds like a lab leak issue. <coughs> Fauci said, we want you to write a paper that says it's not that at all. They said, okay, and then they wrote the paper. Fauci said, see, the scientist said it was not a lab leak. Hey, want some money? Here's some money, is what he did to the uh, scientists. Yeah, but there were, in, in, from the initial call, because there were some people resisting, after a week, a day or two, I guess, when I talked to the real bosses, uh, they, they all joined in and signed the paper. And, uh, and yet there was already a break in it. And, but uh, I think it's the money behind the scenes that puts the pressure on them because, uh, you, you know, if the pharmaceuticals uh, and Fauci get discredited, uh, you know, that's not good for, uh, you know, authoritarian government and uh, for the deep state. So they had to put this lie on, uh, they thought. Of course, this lie now is turning into be, you know, a bit of a problem for them. And uh, it shouldn't surprise a lot, but what surprises me are the diehards that uh, just say, uh, you have to begin, if you don't believe your government, there's nothing left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess there's less and less uh, left right now. But, you know, um, I, I, I was kidding myself when I said, well, this is a tale of two liars. Fauci's been lying very well up until right now is being caught. But who else is in the news here for the last several months who's been a fantastic liar? And that's uh, George Santos, yeah. a congressman. But, you know, uh, I guess there's degrees of lying. Sometimes some lies are really deadly and people die over and people go to war over them. So th th there are more deadly lies than the other. But, uh, and then there's such a thing called white lies. Uh, I don't know if there's even a definition for that, but, but <clears throat> people like to make lying sometimes worse than other. But I would say the Fauci lies are very, very uh, bad, you know, yeah. and they've led, led to death. But you know, if, if they're talking about truth out on the table, to have credibility and for the people to trust their government and trust the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security, you know, they, they have to have uh, some, you know, they have to be upfront with us and tell us the, the truth. And, you know, I keep thinking of something that nobody will pay much attention to because, you know, it gets, it's so far removed from reality. I think, I think lying under oath to your constitution yeah. might be, you know, in, in the scheme of things, that might be one of the worst type of lying possible because everybody in the country, you know, they go to war, they blindly go to war and kill people and sacrifice and their children die and everything else, but it's all for the constitution. Yeah. At this, well, how did you start this war? Oh, well, yeah, it was executive order. The president wrote an executive order. So there's, but still what we're facing is, is a crisis in uh, credibility and in, in, in lying. And, uh, and I, I think this is, uh, 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 this fits my definition of the age in which we live, the age of deceit. Yeah. Everything is built on deceitfulness. Not everything. Very close to it, yeah. <laughs> Certainly when it comes to government. Well, let's put on this next clip from the same article because this kind of takes us through what happened. Um, this is the timeline, and it's very, very important. The U.S. was doing risky gain-of-function research on U.S. soil until 2014 
when the Obama administration banned it. Four months before the ban, Dr. Fauci offshored it to Wuhan, China, through the New York nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance. After COVID broke out down the street from the Wuhan Institute, Fauci engaged in a massive campaign to deny the possibility of a lab leak. He was covering his tracks. He was warned, doing this gain-of-function research is very, very dangerous. You must stop doing it. He said, I know what, I'll move it to China. And then when it got out, he started having a panic attack and said, I got to do something. And now here is something from, the, um, from that House memo. And this is why it's very important. And this actually really bolsters what Senator Paul has been saying all along about this. Now, this is a quote from the Congressional House uh, subcommittee on this. He says, new evidence released by the select subcommittee today suggests that Dr. Fauci, quote, prompted the drafting of a publication that would, quote, disprove the lab leak theory. The authors of this paper skewed available evidence to achieve that goal. That is a very, very powerful claim. These are the same scientists. They were bought off with million-dollar grants. They skewed the evidence to help Fauci cover his own tracks about the gain-of-function research and the release of the virus from the lab. This is massive, massive, massive. And it would be nice if it were the thing that finally brings down uh, Fauci. And I think I, I don't have any insights, but my guess is that there's some feverish activity in Senator Paul's office right now putting this stuff together. Uh, it would be great for some questioning, I think. You know, over the years, uh, Fauci was supported by the Democrats and the Republicans. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, by both sides. So they're not likely uh, to decide, well, what is, what is uh, you know, justice? What do we do? First thing, don't you think we should remove uh, any taxpayers' benefit going to people like this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, others would say, well, they should be in prison, you know, all kinds of things. But what are the odds of that happening? There, it's, it is, uh, you know, the whole system and this glorification of Dr. Fauci, the head of the medical field of the whole country, he knows whatever he says is gospel which was rather sickening to a lot of doctors. Uh, some were too silent, others vocalized this and said that this is a, a corruption of our medical system and to reverse that is a big job because doctors are still being punished by by this and the wokeism system and the and the uh, the whole thing of corporatism and you already alluded to that is there's benefits that come you know politically and benefits they go to companies now medicines is run by corporations yeah. you have corporate me corporate medicine you don't have you, you don't have a medical trusted person that deals with patients that's uh, you know that that's not the way medicine works these days well there's another scandal that's coming out and it's not directly related to the u.s but indirectly it's definitely related to the u.s and that goes with the uk government's response to covid and the massive oppressive lockdowns that they had and the story is very complicated i'm going to try to simplify it so matt hancock who was the health secretary under johnson's government he got together with a journal. Well, he got to get together with a lot of women, but that's another story. But he got together with a journalist in a professional way to write a hagiography about the COVID and how he was such a great leader. When this journalist, Isabel Oxhot, 
started looking through all of the papers that he gave her to write this book glorifying him, she saw some things that horrified her. She saw that the government reaction in the UK was absolute cynicism and really downright hatred of their own people, manipulating people, manipulating fear, using fear to control people in one of the worst dystopian things you can imagine. And you can put that one back up. This is from the Telegraph, which did a good job. Finally, they're releasing the lockdown files similar to the Twitter, Twitter files. But here he says, Matt Hancock's plan to, quote, frighten the pants off everyone about COVID. Subtitle, leaked WhatsApp messages reveal how health secretary hoped to shock the public into complying with every changing lockdown rule. And go to the next one because this is pretty damning. This is from his WhatsApp talking to an aide of his. Here's Matt Hancock. How do, we, how do we keep pushing this lockdown is a question. He said, quote, we frighten the pants off of everyone with the new strain. But the complication with that Brexit is taking the top line. His aide says, Damon Poole says, yep, that's what will get proper behavior change. And Hancock said, when do we deploy the new variant? You know, and that had been a joke in a meme, deploy the new variant. It turns out it wasn't a joke or a meme at all. It was him saying, we need to use these things to terrify people into doing what we say. And in this, over the surface, we'll call it science. We'll call it science, but it was about the exercise of raw power. You know, in one other, <coughs> one other, <coughs> excuse me, in one of these reports, they were talking about this very issue. And uh, they, 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 this is a quote from the newspaper, The Telegraph. Throughout the course of the pandemic, officials and ministers wrestled with how to ensure the public complied with their ever-changing lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the key, uh, the lockdown restriction. He says one weapon in their arsenal was fear. Fear. You know, it was uh, scare their pants off and fear. You know, I couldn't help but think of that horrible, horrible well, truth teller, uh, Herman Goring, yeah. because he says that is the tool when they ask him, how do you get innocent kids, even in Germany, who've been through World War One, and how do you get them to volunteer or go and comply and get involved again? Scare them, yeah. scare them. And how did, how did they, that same technique was used for COVID, yeah. scare them, scare them. And there's still a lot of people still scared. So uh, it's a technique that must be a human trait. Some are more extreme and more obnoxious than others. But the, the, this whole thing is scare people. To, it, that's a, it's sort of like the absolute opposite of a, of, a, of a libertarian who wants to use facts and figures and reason and persuasion because anything worth it so this is this is coercion when you have to lie to people yeah that is a full form of coercion people get punished for lying you know and things like this but this is sad and people die from it too so it was used but most of the time you don't see it quite so blunt so blunt you know, yeah yeah just scare them to death they're a bunch of creeps anyway they'll fall over doing what we tell them we're the government we're the elitists and all you have to do is look at uh, bill gates and bauchi and yeah. a few others and boy are they at the elitists of the world but he didn't think anyone was going to see this because the, the the other part of the story is that he signed a non-disclosure agreement with this journalist with uh, isabel oakshot she, they had a non-disclosure agreement, and he thought this stuff is never going to get out. I don't have to worry about it. She broke that agreement. And what's interesting is that half, at least half of the people in the UK are furious with her 
they think it's all her fault. <laughs> and there was an interview, we tried to get it up, it was on, uh, Fox, it was on uh, Sky News in Australia, an er interview with a journalist, and she makes a very good point. She said, what journalist worth her salt would come across this material, even with the non-disclosure agreement, and simply ignore it? What journalist worth anything would not realize that the public's right to know overtakes even the possible prosecution or whatever's going to happen to the journalist to pay the price to inform the people? And I personally find her a hero. I don't know a lot about her, but she took a lot of personal risks by doing this. Uh, but she's being attacked routinely in the UK by all sides for releasing this information. Uh, I think that's crazy, but it's funny you mentioned Bill Gates because here's something else that came out, and this is from the Daily Mail. Put this up. This arrogance. Matt Hancock joked about Bill Gates' COVID vaccine conspiracy theory by telling AIDS the Microsoft billionaire owes me one, considering, quote, how many people I'm getting his chips injected into. So he's making a joke about uh, the conspiracy theory that these vaccines have chips in them. He's making a joke about it, but saying, I'm helping out Bill Gates so much. And he went on to say, he better put in some nice words about our conservative party in the UK because we've given him so much help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, the um, lying and scheming and scaring people uh, is, is uh, you know, a, the softer word is disinformation. Yeah. You know, disinformation sounds so soft, but that's what they're engaged in. Disinformation, you know, presenting this stuff. And then even like you mentioned, the British got annoyed because they got caught. Yeah. And he shouldn't have ever caved in because your job is to protect us with your lies. So uh, they, they, they do this, but what happens to the uh, disinformation that's been going on for since 2016 yeah. with our government? Yeah. and and the goal was, you know, they took it and twisted around and, uh, and said, oh, this stuff is so bad. We're going to be historic. We're going to impeach the president twice for this. Yeah. You know, so that was their way of uh, sorting out truth. And uh, that is not in the defense of everything Trump ever said or did. Yeah. But it means, though, that the other side is pretty darn ruthless, that they can do that. And, and, and disinformation is too soft a term to use. I mean, they outright, outright lie and cheat on, on this information. And it's up to the people. It's up to the journalists. That's why we express such concern about, you know, the attack on the journalists. And uh, that's going on and on. And yet we're seeing here, it, it, have you noticed, uh, there's several that have been well known. They might have been, you know, strictly in the progressive camp. And then the progressives weaken on their position. And some of those individuals are coming over to us with our pro-civil uh, pro liberties and anti-war position. So there is a shift in the political spectrum. And uh, I think the, the uh, principles that uh, we're supposed to always follow is that of, of nonviolence violence that so you can't use violence and that you should make everything voluntary and you will have more credibility and of course I think more peace too. Yeah absolutely well you know while the UK government officials were laughing and joking about making people terrified and locking them down this next clip shows a more serious side and this is the journalist explaining again why she did what she did if we can put that next clip up and she makes a very good point she says children committed suicide because of lockdown. While they were laughing about 
making people fearful. Kids were killing themselves and we happened to know someone who had that tragedy happen to their family. And it's awfully horrible and it makes you, it makes it difficult to, uh, to contain anger over people like Matt Hancock who thought the whole thing was just a lot of fun. Oh, what a tragedy. Just awful. Well, the next one we're going to categorize, and you won't categorize this, I know, and you won't like it, but I'm going to put this in the Ron Paul was right again category because our third story of the day, if you can put this up, is from Politico. Uh, and it's a very, very interesting, very lengthy investigation. We don't have time to go into all the facts. We encourage everyone to go to Politico uh, and have a look at this long report. Department of Homeland Security has a program gathering intel domestic intelligence and virtually no one knows about it. Now you warned from the beginning in 2002, my baptism of fire on your staff is when DHS came, authorization came, the creation of this, and you said they're gonna turn it inside, they're gonna turn it toward us. They said, no, Ron, it's just for the terrorists. You said, well, let's watch and wait and see. Well, here we go, here we yeah. have it. I guess it shouldn't surprise too many yeah. people because the, the logic then was that uh, you, you know, if, if they uh, make something bigger and it's government and it's bureaucratic, it's going to go badly. You know, it'll go the wrong way. And that's why sanctions and trade wars and, and punishments, this is short of war, this isn't war, but things go badly. And this, this has, it's a, it's a monster. And what do you do? You're, you can hide more things. Who's really in charge now? It looks like, uh, you know, there's a whole idea that uh, we were supposed to be a nation of independent states and uh, law and order, except for the four or five things that were listed in the Constitution was not to be a federal crime. And uh, this, was, this was done, but all of a sudden, with the Department of Homeland Security, it's a monster. And I think the b biggest uh, thing about it is it doesn't get much attention. You'd have to say that we haven't even done a very good job in yeah. keeping checking on them. So maybe more people will watch uh, what they're doing because uh, I, I, I know one thing back uh, when we were voting on that, that when, once it got passed, I didn't feel any safer. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's like most of the stuff, you feel less safe. You say, oh, good, we just sent, we just sent the troops over there, and we don't have to send any ground troops, yeah. but we'll send bombs, and we'll do this and that. And, and people are excited, and we're going to take on Russia, and we can handle that, and, and Ukraine will be an independent republic again. <laughs> so yeah. that, that, is, uh, that, that is the kind of naivety that uh, goes on, and it just, just uh, doesn't work, and people would be, I mean, it, it takes a healthy skepticism of uh, just about everything that government does. There's, there's not a whole lot that they, in, the, in our lifetimes, yeah. you know, I, I, think, I think the last hundred years hasn't been so good for uh, the Republic. Yeah, well, this is the Office of Intelligence and Analysis, part of the Department of Homeland Security. And what they have been doing under the radar, which is revealed in a big tranche of documents that Politico is reviewing, is they have been using, uh, even as a domestic, as an intelligence, part, member of the intelligence community, they have been traveling around the United States interviewing Americans about things, interviewing even prisoners, local jails and federal prisons, they are interviewing them. And this they do not have the authority to do explicitly. And let's do this next clip because this explains why. Three legal texts govern intelligence and analysis activities. Title 50 of the US Code, 
which lays out laws about national security. Executive Order 12333, which details how the intelligence community works. And the Homeland Security Act of 2002, which set up Homeland Security. And this is an important part. The U.S. intelligence agencies governed by Title 50, of which this is one, face strict rules related to intelligence activity in the U.S. targeting U.S. citizens. They have clearly, clearly put this aside, this obligation aside. And again, from the article, put this next one up because if we can get, there we go. So many taskings seem to be law enforcement matters and not for an intelligence organization. And these are people from within Homeland Security Department, Dr. Paul, complaining about what's going on. How do any of this related to our Title 50 authorities, even if we're technically allowed to do this? Should we? What was the intent of Congress when they created us? Departmental support seems like a loophole that we exploit to conduct questionable activities. Says a couple things here, Dr. Paul. One, there are some decent people that are working there that do have our civil liberties and the Constitution in their mind. We can't condemn blanket, in a blanket manner, everyone working there. But two, that it's sufficient enough that people are willing to go out on a limb and risk their careers by saying, this is wrong, we shouldn't be doing it. You know, this is similar to the uh, issue that Ed Snowden brought to our attention. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he was in the middle of knowing that they were spying on Americans and using the Patriot Act uh, to do the very thing that uh, it was supposed to prevent. So that is uh, uh, something that people realize, but, but it was the FBI and the CIA that was doing this. But what happened to, you know, being a... Uh, patriotic Americans saying, look, we need to clean up our act. Yeah. He, he's a man without a country, you know, and, uh, and, and, and the rest of that is it continues because we, we even had a whole uh, conference one time about the whistleblowers that uh, they don't get credit and they get punished. And uh, that's, that's where the real, real tragedy is. It is. Well, I do want to say a word from our sponsor, and that's 4Patriots.com. You know, I was coming into work today this morning, Dr. Paul, listening to a podcast that I often listen to, and they were talking about uh, food shortages in the UK, and they were talking about soaring prices and the fact that you will walk into a store and there will be no fruit or vegetables available. Eggs, they said only the very highest, most expensive, exclusive eggs are available. The average person is not able to afford these things, even if they can find them. As we know, the Chinese are not having this problem because they are hoarding food. They are putting food away. They see something that the rest of us don't. The question is why? What do they see coming? Well, nothing good. They're the number one food importer in the world, and they will be safe when the rest of us won't even have any eggs to eat. Uh, but thankfully, our friends at 4Patriots.com have some great kits that you can buy to be ready for anything that might happen. A four-week kit, a three-month kit, a one-year survival food kit. You can survive with breakfast, lunches, or dinner. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. It could be something as simple as a bad storm like they've been having in California. You might want to break out some of these foods and eat them. Enter RON for a 10% discount on your first purchase. The number 4Patriots.com. They come in sturdy containers. They can be stored for decades. And they're easy to prepare. So please visit our friends at 4Patriots.com, enter RON, get your discount, and get prepared. 
You know, this uh, reminds me of a biblical story about the seven years of, uh, of plenty, and then all of a sudden, uh, there was somebody there, somebody there writing that one showed, showed that they might have uh, understood the business cycle. Yeah. They probably were inflating. Matter of fact, there are histories of inflation and the, uh, the importance of gold. So, yeah, you live beyond our one's means, and then you have to live beneath their, their means. And uh, we've, had, we've had our plenty. It's not just going to be England. It's everywhere. That's why we have more street people and yeah. I don't you know I, I have some memories of the depression and the war but I don't ever remember seeing pictures like we see now and not only that is um, is, is the attitude about it that they that the people who come in and uh, invade your property, invade your house, invade your pocketbook. Uh, if they get caught breaking windows doors down, they get paid for it. <laughs> and, and the uh, others, it, it, uh, in, the, in another time, it's something that would happen in a free society. People just can't do that. But there's no respect for private property because the government owns it and they figure, well, we'll do what we want. The government will come to our rescue and they, they do, the government. But the government's running out of stuff. So that's that's uh, not, not going to last for very long. And, uh, you know, there was one last t tidbit. Do you have another one? Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to close with uh, the Capitol Hill police. FBI failed to share credible threats before January 6th. Can you believe that? Yeah. Another one. So we've been ta we've talked about that a whole lot and how they've been mistreated. The people who have been captured and put in prison with uh, out due process and it goes on and on. But they were they they were ready to take up with the government. Well, where were their guns and tanks and planes and tanks? <laughs> oh, they hadn't gotten any yet, you know, but there was there was a takeover. There was a coup and <clears throat> on and on. But uh, the uh, what was discovered uh, is that there was a lot of information uh, with the FBI and the Capitol Hill police. And they're, they're realizing they both knew a whole lot, but they didn't communicate very well so it wasn't known nancy never heard about it <laughs> so she she couldn't do much so that that is, is one thing but when you think about it because i happen to have a great deal of sympathy to at least listening to those who say well we're going to find FBI agents aggravating that thing. Maybe if they have enough time to ever look at those films. And then they say, well, maybe that's the reason they didn't coordinate. And they probably did coordinate. They probably did coordinate because uh, they had to set things up to uh, have a reason to, we had to impeach that president again. <laughs> and if he gets reelected, probably, uh, you know, they'll, if they have control of the House, they'll work on it again. So, but what we want to do is impeach the ideas that drive it to these uh, places where we are now. Absolutely. I want to uh, thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon. <laughs>